0: (laughs) all right here we go in the house 2.0 episode who knows we're down here at the melwood tavern uh patrick gregory open it up for us patrick thanks for doing that
1: oh thank you guys pretty excited to uh to host uh danny thanks for coming out today
2: thank you for having me
3: um scouse always a pleasure always a pleasure yep absolutely because uh give me any uh, chance to talk about football you know you know i'll be there
1: no uh (laughs) drink a few uh drink a beer and talk some footy it's always a good time
3: well, that's
0: what we're going to do today. Talk a little bit, kick it around with the coach, but not just on the coach. He isn't throwing one. That has to talk here. You're not going to be on the spotlight all day, brother. I love it. Uh, <laughs> we do appreciate the beverages. We're going to throw other
3: people under the bus too. Don't. It's all right. There it is.
0: Here we go. Here we go. So um, I went down to uh, Molly's. Had a good turnout for the Liverpool match. Liverpool Chelsea.
3: Um, yeah, unfortunately I couldn't be there. You, you you know, couldn't work be there. called.
0: Well, and you're the reason we didn't win because you didn't show up. So you need to kind of get exactly. your priorities straightened out.
3: Yeah. All right. I will. Okay. I promise. Won't happen again.
0: Yeah, right. Says your next employer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, good game. We had we probably had about um, I'd say there were probably close to hundred people down there. It was packed. Um, good. Yeah. Good. Good Chelsea supporting section two. They would probably had about fifteen there. So you know, pretty pretty equal there for Chelsea. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
3: The only the only applaud them when they're winning. Well, they didn't <laughs> win the other day. Red card.
0: I did not see the red. Did you all see the replay of the red card that uh, happened there off the line? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's I saw it. Yeah, it's a pen no. to
1: save a, it's a handball. It yeah. Saves a goal.
0: Put your mic up here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that happened. That was kind of a fun way to kick off the day since we couldn't go to the game to watch it because you guys were out on the road. Uh, what were the conditions like down there in Birmingham?
2: Uh, they weren't. It wasn't too bad down there. Honestly, it wasn't too bad. We, we traveled. The pitch down. looked a
3: bit uh, suspect, though.
2: The pitch wasn't Why? as good as it looked. That's for sure. At least there when we saw it on camera the week before we're like oh it's it's in pretty good shape compared to earlier this year um but when you got there it was pretty still pretty sandy um you know it wasn't terrible but it wasn't great it wasn't Lynn family that's for sure yeah so (laughs) now now that you're over a case of the red
0: ass since you're you know you've had a little time to process the game kind of what was your takeaways from that game you know it's been a lots of traveling you got more traveling coming up
2: yeah i think is you know I think I made it clear after the game it was one of those performances I was pretty unhappy with, um, which hasn't happened often this year, uh, certainly not in a while, um, but I think when you look at some individual errors, you know, some mistakes that we make that, that lead to the goals, uh, I felt that we switched off there for a little bit for, for both goals. That was really frustrating. Um, still created enough, I think, to at minimum get a get a point out of it, but you know I've said it time and time again the the expectation and what we want to do is is win the league, both in the regular season and obviously in the playoffs and um, you have to be able to to take three points uh, when you're on the road or whether you're at home or on the road so frustrating from that standpoint but uh, I'm I'm confident in the group that that will bounce back and and you know Tulsa at home we're we're looking forward to it.
3: Yeah, we will be definitely uh, down at and uh, behind the guys when uh, you're playing because um, we've got to put more um, three points on the board to uh, keep it up and uh, keep the other guys sweating in the league.
2: No, no doubt about it. I think you you look at the table and, and, and you know we're looking at it obviously a lot as a staff. I know the players are certainly looking at it. When you look at uh, you know I think El Paso's on 41, Phoenix is on 41, Tampa's on 40 now. Pittsburgh they've played a few more games than we have on 40 um you know it's it's uh right now there's there's good quality at the at the top but I I do you know I certainly believe this group is is more than capable of uh finishing the season at the top and and to be quite honest I would you know we've talked a ton internally about that being our expectation um because I've uh, you've heard me say it before you know ultimately we want the the playoffs to come through Lynn right so that's absolutely uh, that's key yeah
3: yeah Yeah. so um so how's life been since you were thrown under the bus and um hey danny (laughs) you're the boss now so uh so how's life been for you since then
2: no it's been listen i i have i have consistently here for the last few years um i've had a really good relationship with the players um and fortunately for me, when you get a group of uh, of men that I get to work with every day, the way that we do, the process that we have, um, it's been honestly a joy. You know, even through tough moments like this weekend, right? You you have tough conversations come today. You go through video sessions that are difficult, uh, obviously, but the the respect, the relationships that we have are, are uh, you know, I'm a big believer, and that's why we are where we are right now. You know, so mm-hmm. it's been good. It's been. Super busy, that's for yeah. sure. But, so but you're talking it. about
3: you're talking about video sessions. So do you, do you do that as an entire team or do you do it kinda just one on one, both? With
2: both. So um, no matter what after a game on a day like today, right? Game Saturday, travel back, day off Sunday for the players. As a staff, we're doing the video, looking through it. Where can we be better? And then address the players today uh, in, a, in a film session. And sometimes there're tough conversations, even when we win the game, right? There's there's moments that we we need to be better because we know the expectations. And then there's there's times where it's individual for sure in in my office, uh, whether it be you know, player X needing to see this or uh, whatever it is. There's there's plenty of video that goes on. A lot of teaching in those moments yeah
3: absolutely um so um coming out of uh, friday night's game and i know we, we've already talked about this, but um end of the first half pac mcMahon um wasn't looking happy, and you know you we you were forced to sub him off so um but that's just one of how many players that were um, we have injured now on uh, the sideline
2: yeah it's been it's certainly been tough I mean Oklahoma the I can honestly say that the the field in Oklahoma caused all of our injuries it wasn't due to tackles it wasn't due to anything other than the surface that we were playing on Jogo you know if you watch the the footage back Jogo slips on the turf when he tries to plant quickly to, to turn back in transition so you get a little bit of an injury there Um Pat lands on the field here in um in Birmingham and and tweaks his calf a little bit Wes, uh back in Oklahoma um when he landed on the turf uh twisted his ankle so you know those are just three of of quite a few right now uh injuries that we have but I believe it I say because it's the truth you know that if you look at it we're 10 minutes away from from getting a result in, in Birmingham felt after we got the goal we had good opportunity to go up a goal Um, And we don't, my point in saying that is, even with the depth that we have, you know, I'm confident in these guys that I'm putting on the field, right? If I wasn't, then they they wouldn't be here in the first place, you know, Uh not at Louisville City.
3: Yeah. So, um, I've got to give you kudos, though. All these youngsters we got coming onto the pitch and they're starting um, games now, and I'm proud of the guys, you know, because I know Wes isn't there and... Um, you know Corbin's not there and these guys are just stepping up to the plate and um, you know um, we got more to to come with these guys or are they just going to fill in until these guys get back and fit again
2: I think it's a good question I think it's it's ultimately about their performances you know you look at a kid like Josh um, you know very young and and doing an excellent job of, of what we're asking of him. You know, it's not easy to be a young player here at Louisville city, right? There's high expectation. Um, but this kid has been fantastic, right? And he's on track with our development plan, even maybe a little bit further ahead with the games that he's starting. But, um, you know, I think he looks back at the game against Birmingham and, and he wants to continue to improve in the areas that he needs to. And he's, su- he's, he's super open to, to learning every day. And, when you look at the, the young, you know, I think you look at Jogo at 17, you look at Josh at 16, um, it's not easy to play for Louisville City. It's not easy to crack the lineup for Louisville City. Uh, I could barely tie my
3: own shoes when I was 16 years, yeah, years old. that makes two of these, And these guys are out there, you know, on the pitch and then in front of uh, 10,000 people and they're doing the job. Yeah,
2: they, they, they absolutely are. And listen, ultimately it's about – uh, the The individual when you talk about jogo or you talk about Josh growing every day and and learning from mistakes that they make and and then proving every day in training that they're they're ready uh, and when they do that and when it's earned um, I think you start to see uh, you know these players blossom right and so jogo certainly proved that josh has has done a really good job of what's asked of him at such a young age but he's integrating into the culture and you look at the players that he has around him uh, you know that can't go unsaid because the environment that Jogo's been in for a few years now uh, and then you look at Josh and and the players demanding more um, but also bringing them up when they need to be brought up um, I think it plays a massive role the culture in this locker room is unlike pretty much anything that I've ever seen and and I've been around for a long time in this game and I think it it can't go unsaid that all of the Apollos, the Niles, you know, the, the guys that have been here a long time, Corbin, these guys uh, do a really good job of integrating these young players and being hard on them when they need to and putting a hand on the shoulder when it, when you need to. And those are the things that as a coach, it's when you know you have something special, right? And I think that for me, when, the more that I see these kids be integrated, and, and that's a big piece of what I believe in, having the academy players in when they're training well or performing well in games then the opportunity to train with us, and identifying uh, those players and integrating those players, it's what we believe in here. It's a big reason we have the academy the way that we have it. So, um, but you can't just you can't have uh, an academy with the the job that Mario and them are doing um, and not believe in integration. You know, you have to, and then that's something that's important to me and obviously the club as well.
1: You kind of uh, leaped into it already, but what are the roles of kind of your more senior guys of Paulo and Nile as you have these guys that you're bringing in, in in short stints and then sometimes more extended role due to injury?
2: Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a great question. They they play massive role, um, and kind of like I alluded to before, um, guys like Paulo, Nile, Pat. I mean, I could name a lot of guys that have been here a ton that play a massive role. But the important thing is is to. They know what it takes to win a championship. They know what it takes to be a successful pro. And when guys like Josh, Akil, Joe, when you have young guys, some of the academy guys that come up that see that every day, that see how competitive these kids are, I'm sorry, these guys are every day wanting to win every day, it starts to get ingrained. That's what culture is, right? And so the next when, – when a player leaves – And the expectation is that Josh now knows that culture. When the next young guy comes up, Josh is a big piece of making sure that young guy knows the expectation. And that is—it's a key principle and a core value that we have. And and these uh, call them veterans, guys that have been around a long time and they know what it takes. Who better to to show that and teach that than than them, right? And that's so they play a massive role, massive in the in the growth of these kids. And it can't just—the discussion can't just be about. Um, the manager, because ultimately those players are the ones that are in the locker room with these kids every day. So, sure, we, we all play a role, but they play just as important of one, for sure. It's a good question. Wow, look at you getting on the board early.
3: Yeah, take
1: my shots when I can.
0: Yeah, no, we got somebody trying to break in over here as well. It's a frequent uh, problem. We Is have it really? Derelicts. <laughs> so we're actually closed here at the Melwood, so nobody needs to come. To- well, this won't go out till tomorrow anyway, but – Uh, So tell us a little bit about what's going on in Melwood. We got to talk about fried chicken earlier. Uh, So talk to us about the fried chicken down here. It's legendary.
1: It is legendary. Um, My partner, Scotty, um, worked at the Old Chicken for years and years. And uh, Kathy was friendly enough to allow us to use the recipe. And so we've kind of taken it on as our own. Uh, We do a home-style fried chicken Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, I suggest showing up early. We sell out every Tuesday and every Thursday. Uh, that's Scotty bringing in supplies for chicken dinner. Oh, yeah, we there bringing is. Chickens There's our right Scotty.
0: <laughs> We're bringing in
1: no chickens yet. <laughs> I see some dogs, though. Those will work, too. Uh,
0: what, so time, what time can you start getting the chicken down here? Because I've, I've never had the chicken. I've just heard about the chicken.
1: We, uh, we, we started up at 5 o'clock. And so um, by about 6, everything's pretty full. And then you never know. I mean, sometimes by 8, it's gone. Sometimes it makes it to 9 o'clock. Um, but there is never any on Wednesday, and that's that's a sure. That's a <laughs> well, there you go, Coach. That this is, is right great. on
2: your way home, isn't it? That's it. It is. If I'm right here, I'm definitely going to take advantage of it. That it's Tuesday thing. or yeah. Thursday. Yeah. I heard i got to be here by 4.30, so I'll <laughs> do <best>. Okay. <laughs> you'll be yeah, and and breaking in the it's door Friday, early. <laughs> Tuesday, so if, Tuesday. if any of the
3: players are watching this, it means they get a, an early day tomorrow, Monica. Is it? Definitely <laughs> the players will not be coming here. For <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday's our hardest session
2: of the day,
1: of the week normally. <laughs> no matter how
0: good the chicken is, the players aren't going to
1: get that. You can pin a star and then we'll do fried chicken for yeah. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I'm on board for that.
0: <laughs> All right. So, uh, let's jump into some other footy. So, I know we've been kind of battering you with uh, questions here, Coach. I want to just kind of get into some general stuff. I touched on Liverpool, Chelsea a little bit. What's going on? Is is Are we going to wake up and see Mbappe? Still at PSG, I believe we are. I, I do. Don't think I he's think Wander so Real Madrid. Yeah,
3: I don't think he wants to go to Real Madrid. Forward. You know, and uh, they're asking say. some stupid, silly money for him. And uh, I'm sorry, I don't think any player is worth that much. You know, and uh, now that uh, the prima donna has gone back to uh, United and he's crying because he can't get the number seven shirt, you man. know, <laughs> you know, it's.
0: Uh, well, you're sitting with three Liverpool supporters. So, 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 coach, who who are you pulling for? Who, who do you follow? I know the answer to this question.
2: You know what, though, uh, from a from a soccer standpoint, who I've really enjoyed as a coach and watching his teams is uh, Tuchel. I mean, yeah. the the way that they play, their system, how defensive they are, but also yeah. in the attack, they're lethal. It's they're actually really fun to watch. But
3: it, but even even so, you know, um, <laughs> it, it, it hurts it, it hurts <laughs> to to say it, but Chelsea they they did play, they did defend pretty well the other day.
0: I think they're the most rounded team right now in the Premier League yeah. once they had Lukaku. Yeah. Because but boy, yeah, it it was a red a card, card and it, point it point was
3: a penalty. I've got was. news for you. It was. So, I think so
2: too. Was. So, I was, yeah. on the <laughs> he was the last one. I, I came down and I said to the players, like, you want to watch a master class from a defensive standpoint, from a shape, from a, I mean, just go watch no the 45, doubt. what was it, how many minutes was it? Sixty. It was basically the second half. 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. basically the second half. I mean, half. It, was, it, was fen- it was phenomenal. Yeah. I have so much respect for... Him as a manager um, because they're just so. I mean, you can tell right when he took over, they are so organized, they're so clear in their ideas, how they want to defend, how they want to attack. I mean, it's so to watch that, and to even watch someone like Lukaku who's sitting in front of their three, uh, three midfielders, I mean, it was. You know, five, three, one, and it was mm-hmm. it was amazing to watch.
0: I was disappointed that Klopp did not make a change earlier. We didn't. I didn't think we still needed two number sixes in there because that's the original plan. You could tell was for Fabinho and Henderson to stand on Lukaku, and for Matip and Van Dyke to be able to spread out just a little bit. So they basically had a box they were surrounding him in. And once they were down to ten men, I mean, they're, we're yeah. getting the ball you know five yeah. yards past half. I mean. Allison might as well come into the so, field. Th- so
3: let me ask you, you as a coach, mm. the opposite team goes down to 10 men. Is it just as hard to play against 10 men, or is it significantly easier because they've got one less player on the pitch?
2: I think it – well, it's, for me it's, it, it should be – easier moving the ball side to side but it becomes more difficult because they get more compact just like chelsea did they sit Mm -hmm. a little bit deeper and they look for a moment to transition just like chelsea did the question is is over time is the opponent fit enough to deal with you having the ball 60 to 70 percent of the time and are you able to exploit the spaces depending on the shape that the opposite manager Mm -hmm. chooses to go in are you able to exploit the spaces that they're conceding um but like I said, with even if you look at the way that Chelsea handled it, they dro- I mean, they were probably – I didn't see all of it. But for the, the moments that I did see, probably, what, 30 yards out from goal with nine guys behind the ball. at The goalkeeper. Yeah. Tough to break down, especially when they're as organized as they were. They did not get pulled apart at no. all. They, you know? they,
1: they don't really concede from open play anyway. Mm-hmm. And so then they drop back even more compact. And what – what nauseated me as a liverpool fan was when they took possession they would shift it between the lines they'd make it to the front line and then you knew it was getting all the way back to the goalie yeah. before we were going to touch that yeah. ball yeah i was like they are so patient in possession down in Minton. And, and yeah it was a nauseating
2: thir- uh 45 yeah. Uh-huh. Minutes oh yeah in,
0: so. so if they don't take the interim tag off you is it true or is it not true that you're the next coach at arsenal <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Arsenal's in a tough way, right? We, yeah. we got do. a couple which, Arsenal. fans Would you in really the want that shit show? <laughs> <laughs> they're in a tough. They're in a tough way. I mean, we got a couple Arsenal fans in the locker room, and I feel for them. Who's crying good. the blues
0: the most of the, of the players on the team for What's Arsenal? That? Who's crying the blues the most? Who's crying the most about Arsenal right now?
2: Oh, uh, my assistant Simon Bird for sure. Oh, Simon, Simon, uh, Simon, Antoine Openo, big Arsenal fan. Although he like, he, he's not happy with where they are right now. Obviously, you know what I mean. (laughs) Oh, Simon, though it's like, oh, Oh Simon is fuming. Oh my gosh, he comes down. What a shit show! Like this is just, I find it hysterical. Well, you know, you see the difference
0: in you know you talk about Tuchel, like what you like seeing the way he manages. They go down to ten men and get a draw. Arsenal go down to 10 men. We're already down 2-0 and lose 5-0 to Manchester City. And Manchester City is not three goals better than Liverpool. They may be one goal better, but not three goals better.
2: No, definitely not. So, definitely I, I think not. Arteta's
0: kind of lost the ship there. I can't see him being here until he, – I don't think he makes it to Halloween.
3: I thought he'd be gone today. Never mind. International break, get somebody to come Yeah. come mm-hmm.
1: Doesn't help them anyway. I mean, they are lost.
3: Yeah, because they're not getting any support from, um, you know, the uh, the boardroom. So –
0: I saw the funniest meme the other day. Next manager of Arsenal, Sam Allardyce, because he can always rescue somebody from relegation. <laughs> 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 and I like, laughed <but I> <laughs> out on that one. To see
1: <laughs> them sitting bottom, though, haven't scored, conceded more than anyone in the. L- I mean, yeah, conceded. It's unthinkable. On. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. And that's not Arsenal. They're, they're supposed to be in the top half, but uh, you know, that's that's what you get when uh, you got people on the board that don't know what to do, and and. Um, you know it, it trickles down so unfortunately you know that they're in the spot that they're in and it's going to take an awful lot to get them out I and th- was it uh, next is it tomorrow the um the transfer window closes yeah, or is it today
0: shut. tomorrow at five o- no six o'clock our time I six think.
3: o'clock our time yeah, so five, it's, it's, five, it's, it's, 11 it's eleven o'clock eight over eight, there yeah, yeah
0: we haven't done the switch over on time yet
3: yeah they'll get busy tomorrow yeah,
0: It will be. There's lots and of, lots, of, lots of billions of dollars being slung so around. Deadline day.
3: So uh, talking about that deadline day, does that mean that, that uh, Mr. Gomez stays with us?
2: <laughs> we'll see what happens with Mr. Gomez. Yeah. We'll, we will see what happens.
3: Yeah, keep Put your hands off. Are you listening to this?
2: Put me on. <laughs> we will see what happens. Talented young player, the plan is going. It, we are. It's going according to plan. And yeah. We'll see how it plays out. What we do know is that we'll – uh, we'll do what's best for, for Jogo for sure.
3: Yeah, yeah. So um, I know which one is your office over there, and I can always snip the wires on the telephone or something from the <laughs> international calls. You know. <laughs> You're going to have to snip the one on
2: my cell phone, <laughs> that's for sure. So, so, Danny,
0: you know, as a former player, uh, and you brought up something really interesting there at the end. You, you said that we will do best for what's best for Jogo. That becomes something that filters out to other people that want to sign for your club, right? that they know if, if there are opportunities and this is not predicting Jogo, but it's more of, of a culture that's created. And this is a found, you can come to this club and you can trust this club. That has to be a, a big deal with, mm-hmm. with signing other rising talents.
2: Yeah. I think, uh, it's a big piece of, uh, that is a big piece of it in that, you know, when we, when we started on the Jogo, uh, journey, let's call it that. Um, Signed from Dallas, wasn't F- was was say it? F- yeah, from Dallas? Dallas? Yep. yeah, I think, uh, it's It's going according to plan, so we put together a development plan for him, and he is right on track to what that development plan was. And I think that's really important that uh, when you when you recognize that as a club, um, where we imp, sorry, put together a development plan, implement a development plan. I think when other using your words, high profile young players uh, want to come to a club that uh, they believe will put them in the best position um, for their future, whatever their goals are each individually. um, I think that certainly says volumes of, of this club. And uh, we have, you know, it it was not a easy to, to get Jogo here at all. Right. That's not a, he was a rising talent. He was already with both youth national teams. um, But it was a project that uh, we believed in that certainly Jogo and his family believed in um, and, and right now, I think anybody would tell you it's it's certainly going uh, according to plan.
0: And with that, that has to help for the next step because it's in the next person up, whether it's racing, whether it's Louisville City. Once that model is set out there, the rumors get out there and people know this is a place that you can at least have a shot and they do
2: what they say they're going to do. Yeah, I can't tell you the amount of uh, phone calls I've gotten from agents clubs uh, with regard to their young players. Just because we've we've number one proven that even at the best club in the USL, um, we will play young players if they're good enough. I think I've certainly, you know, we've certainly shown that here. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. Um, and so when you start seeing that, you start getting a lot of calls about young up and coming players uh, that may be looking for an opportunity outside of MLS for whatever their reasons are. Uh, and and so it it, it certainly puts things in perspective number one that this is a club that is willing to uh play young players if they're good and on and they if they're good enough and then they come in and, and prove it but also those players that you bring in you have to make sure that they fit the culture now let me tell you something about uh jonathan gomez the definition of of fitting the culture you know uh how he goes about his business every day how, he, how professional he is at his age, and again, a testament to the guys in the locker room, but also to, to himself because it's, it's not easy to be his age and, and come to work the way that he does every single day, right? And so you have to, when you go to sign players like that, you have to do your due diligence and make sure that from a personality standpoint, they're going to fit that, right? They're going to understand that culture is the biggest piece, um, and he's certainly done that both on and off the field.
3: So um burning question we saw last week um well we were there we were right behind the goal um as and we were we were uh, watching this um, penalty shootout Do you guys prepare for that or do you just say you're taking one you're taking one you're taking one just go
2: yeah. hit it as hard uh, as you can Yeah
3: j- just go hit it as you, ha- you know but
2: You're talking about the women, the racing game. Yeah, the racing oh, yeah. game. The Amazing, penalty shootout. The
3: you know, how do you prepare for that? You know, um, is it something that you train?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, especially uh, come playoff time, what we'll, what we'll do is every player on the team, post-training, Monday through Friday, depending on when the playoff game is, every day leading up to it, we'll take a penalty. Mm-hmm. And uh, Scott Budnick will track where the player shoots and – did he make it or did he not? And mm-hmm. we'll do that every day, as well as the goalkeepers. Where did the goalkeeper dive? Did they save it? Did they not? And then you gather as much information as you can, and then come Friday the day before a game, once you have the lineup and all those things, and you've made your decisions, and you start mapping out, okay, how could the game go? If it does go into overtime, does it not? Um, you start making decisions on, okay, one through five, who's it going to be, then as it goes so forth so forth but you do that based off of as much information as you have on how they're are they in are they going the same way every time and making it every time all, all those things and so we for sure train it but we don't do it until that you know the moment is possible so yeah, yeah. Playoffs.
3: Uh-huh. yeah. so uh um, we, we witnessed a um a pretty extraordinary um penalty shootout went to all 11 players taking a, a penalty kick amazing and um you know, for us, we were just joking with um, Katie Lund at halftime. and said, oh, are you going to come on? Because she was down at our end, and she was warming up um, with um, the goalkeeping coach for, for racing, and, uh, you know, and then it turns out that she's the one that, Wins the match. Yeah. And uh, I should have put some money on that, shouldn't I, you know, because I uh, made a pretty we packet don't on it. We don't
0: quite have a lad broke sitting right there by the bar, but I we could I at know. least get something set up like a temporary station or something yeah, like yeah. a lemonade stand, yeah. maybe especially when it goes to penalties. Yeah. There yeah. it is. <laughs> there it is.
2: <laughs> well, uh, so we traveled back. We were in Oklahoma, I remember. We mm-hmm. were at the team meal uh, when they were uh, in during the game. Uh when it went to penalties, we're not allowed to phones at our team meals. Um but with them going to penalties, I, all the players I allowed to take out their phones so everybody can watch. We were all watching at different tables. Um so we were, you know, celebrating just as as I shouldn't say just as hard as you guys, but we were celebrating for sure. Uh, so
3: um you've got a pretty grueling schedule coming up. Yeah. It's pretty darn grueling. So we're in town on Friday. Yeah, thank Again. goodness. Weather's looking good. I look at yeah? like the weather.
2: It's like 82 for the high. It's all the same. looked amazing. Yeah. yeah. Check it daily, though. You never know here in Louisville. Yeah. You don't. Check it hourly, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then you might check again. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly. the bottom of the hour, right? <laughs>
1: if you don't like it, wait 15 minutes.
3: Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> then
0: it'll be all right. should be a beautiful night for it. So we go up against Tulsa again. Um, where are they at the standings? Do we care? No, because we're on top of the table. Yeah, we're on top of the table. We're, we're, top we're top looking table. down at everybody. Yeah, exactly. So Tulsa – sitting uh, nine points back on same games played, 20 games played, uh, not giving away any secrets clearly, but kind of, you know, is just us dumb fans. Here are some people that if you were just a fan of Tulsa that you would kind of keep your eyes on, somebody that you'd like to watch play.
2: Yeah, I think Tacosta, um, he's got a lot of goals for them. He's kind of played in many different positions. Against us last time, he started out on the left. I don't think they were happy with how he was playing the first 10, 15 minutes. Um, they moved him centrally, brought Rivas back out wide. Um, he's one of them, da Costa. The other one is Santos, uh, mostly played on the right uh, against us. Good winger, rapid, up and down, creates some problems. Um, he played on the left uh, this previous game uh, against Atlanta, so we'll have to take a look at that. Um, those would be the two that I think, you know, cause, cause problems. Obviously, Jason, um, uh, thank you, Jason, there has his the last couple of games in some good form, so we got to make sure we're we're aware of him you know they they have some very interesting uh rotation uh, they're they're actually for me they're uh, one of the better teams in our division they're a good team um, and and so it's a, it's certainly a an opponent we need to to make sure we we're prepared for and we will
3: so your selection process coming up on uh, Friday have you already decided what your um you, the team is going to be on Friday, or do you leave that to the last minute? Um, how do you go about that process? It's
2: a good question. Definitely don't leave it till the last minute. So we're evaluating these guys that are injured, obviously. Um, you know, and we'll. Do
3: you hear this? This is the hospitality of the Melwood Tavern. Love
2: that. Love that. Gotta love it. It is. Thank it you, Patrick. Is. <laughs> it is. Um, so we'll, we we'll evaluate throughout the week. We'll do some. We'll do a ton of uh, shape tomorrow. Obviously, work towards their pattern play. Uh, make sure we're defensively prepared for that. Um, but we haven't we haven't chosen the team yeah. as of yet. Still evaluating guys. So, that are but how
3: good is it to have uh, Oscar back? It's
2: great. I mean, <laughs> it's brilliant, yeah. isn't it? it brilliant. Yeah, Love it's seeing him on the pitch. Been a huge piece of what we do here, at Louisville City, for a few years. Uh, I felt terrible for him uh, over these last few months because I know how hard he's worked. Um, but i was really it was a uh, after oklahoma obviously congratulated him in front of the group um you know being out as long as he was uh it can be a lonely place for a professional athlete that's just a fact um and so I was really proud uh proud of him and how hard he's worked over time such a great human being and, and obviously mm-hmm. bring, he's important to what we do and how we want to yeah. play so certainly happy that he's he's back
3: yeah so um goalkeeper wise we got um Parker, that's been between the uh, the posts for the last few games, and we still got um, Diesel yeah. that sits on the bench. And um, what is your um, the process around about selecting who's the best goalkeeper? Is it just by what's happening in training and watching him? Um, it has um, Diesel picked up a injury or something, or how's yeah, that go?
2: So, uh, it's a fair question. I think uh, the biggest thing is we we'll, we'll obviously evaluate uh, performances in games, uh, and then certainly. Uh, training every single day and and whether it be the goalkeeper or the right back or you know central it doesn't matter to me in that how you're performing it's a holistic approach right how do you perform in games how do you perform in training Uh, and Parker certainly uh, earned the opportunity uh, to 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 play Uh, and since he's he's been in I've been really happy with his performances both in games uh, and in training think he's continuing to grow he's a young pro you know um but i think he's done a, a good job i mean against birmingham that save that he makes in the first half to keep us in it yeah is, yeah, yeah. Is, is yes massive yeah, yeah yeah he was quick i think he he made the right decision on the on the second goal that gets clipped over him you know i think there was some problems there was definitely problems before that yeah yeah that goal uh and uh, you know for me he's he's in good form right now and he's playing well and until uh you know he Until, you know, he gives me a reason to think otherwise, um, you know, he'll be playing. Good, good. Yeah. So, um,
3: Patrick, this place has changed an awful lot since that one of the last times I was in, because, um, you know, I remember, what, 2016 when you, you first took uh, an opened this place. You know, so uh, tell me what's t- going on here at Melwood Tavern.
1: Well, uh, the crew has really done a lot of work on the place, and so we've uh, – Thank you Yeah, I mean, anything that you see has been something that's been put together over the last five years and we've got more big things coming as far as additions and um, some developments and so uh, you know more to come on that. but big weekend coming up this weekend. We've got three yeah. live performances. Friday night we'll do a big happy hour before the Lou City game. And then mm-hmm. we have a surf rock band called The Get Down. Okay. Uh, big, big fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> but, uh, local guys, but um, like a Dickdale type sound and some, uh, some 60 70 surf rock that will be echoing throughout the neighborhood. Uh, Saturday night, we've got this uh, improvi- uh, improv- improvisational jam band, uh, mm-hmm. Calib- uh, Calabash. Uh, I've heard them on Spotify. Sound good. They're going to make a visit in town. And then Sunday, we have a massive show, Electric Garden, uh, local band, probably the best local rock band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Five o'clock show. It'll be early for the long weekend. Yeah. Uh, So if you're looking for something to do Sunday, come celebrate the big win from Loose City on
3: Friday. Yeah, Yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We hide the uh, the patio stage with the banana trees, so when you drive by, you see all the banana trees. But uh, there's a stage back there, and all of our shows are outside right now. Um, so we're giving people an opportunity to uh, stretch out a little bit, space themselves, uh, have some distance, um, and then just have a good time.
2: I was driving by here the other day. I was alluding to it earlier, and the place sounded awesome. So I'm definitely gonna try to make it out outside. Gonna try to make it here at some point here soon.
3: Yeah. So yeah so because scotty's always here because uh, I, I see him behind the bar because i think he, he's he got a bed back there somewhere you know i think he just sleeps here you know
1: be a good time friday nights are uh, fun people like to leave work early and come by and have some drinks uh we do happy hour four to seven so it's all a little bit cheaper uh which is always friendly on the budget uh and you will not find a better bourbon list uh for the price in the city um Everything that we have uh, generally sits in the single digits, even if it's uh, big-name stuff. Yeah. If it's stuff that's really hard to find, we'll be half the price of the big-name places. Yeah. So. so talking
3: about your location, though, is um, you're a million miles away from the stadium, right? A million. million miles. Like one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> one. And if the music's
1: loud and you guys can't practice, speak up. Like, we don't need <laughs> yeah, to blow you guys out <laughs> all the way down there on the practice facility. But we I can turn it up if you need some energy. Oh,
2: I yeah. l- I listen, I'm open to it for sure.
3: Because w- the practice facility is literally a mile down the street that way, and the stadium is a mile down the street that way. So it's slap-bang right in the middle. We love our new neighbors. Yeah, we, we do. We barely beat them
1: here, but we, we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome.
3: So... um. Can people come down here and watch uh, football games? Uh, You know, Premiership or anything like that. We do it all. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we do all the loose city games for sure. Yeah. And uh, we open a little later than the Prem. Yeah. Um, We liked when they were like pushing the games back for COVID, and you could catch like a three o'clock kickoff. Uh Yeah. Uh, So the Prem is tough here right now, but um, there's always footy on when it's here. The the Champions League stuff always gets posted. Champions League.
3: Yeah. So, because um, it's like we always say, you know, we're always looking for a uh, a bar that we can uh, we can uh, shout out and say, hey, you know, come down and uh, because they'd be glad to put any uh, football game on that you want. Uh, you so. know,
1: I still Molly's open for me at seven a.m. Yep. when nobody's seven thirty in the morning. In a good place to catch footy. Yeah. Saint See, there's nothing wrong the
3: with party. a full Irish breakfast and the pint of Guinness. It's you best can't best go wrong there. The best. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So I'm kind of setting up my boy Danny here on this one just a little bit. But I You've got a guest ge-
3: caller? I've got a
2: guest caller. Can you believe that crap? This yeah, is our
3: very, very first ever guest caller.
2: I'm trying to figure out who it could possibly be. It sounds like you're calling them. <laughs> sort of.
3: <laughs> sort of, kind of. Hey,
0: buddy. All right. So on the phone, I've got our buddy Devin Kerr. Oh, no.
3: Oh, yeah, man. No. So you're, you're he's, he's a right Liverpool right guy.
2: So... Uh, Dev, thanks for taking a couple of minutes. I can't I can't get away from you, buddy. I tell you what. Wait, wait. Why is <laughs> it always bad when we're we're linked up together all great things? Oh, cuz I know something's coming, Dev. I know something's coming. You know I love you. You know I love you, but you know I know something's coming. Four great questions, all of
4: which going to give an idea about your personality and, and what you
2: feel about the league, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> all right, buddy. You know I'm all in.
3: You know this is the last time he's ever going to be on it. What kind of water are you drinking right now? What kind of water are you having
2: in front of you? I th- uh, I'm having a Fall City Pilsner. Good for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big Fall City all right. fan. All right. Here we go. I promise
4: it's going to be simplistic in nature, but it's very diverse. First one. If you could
3: coach any other team in the league right now, who would it be and why? you can't say Arsenal.
2: Uh, <laughs> that's a tough that's a that's a tough question, Dev. Put me on the spot. I feel like it's a lose lose. Like if I pick somebody else then I'm
3: sorry, right, Brad Esse never listens to this crap anyway. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know what? Uh I'm gonna go uh in the West. Like it. And I'm gonna say um, San Diego. Okay. Did you say and why? Dev you there?
3: Devin, did you leave us? Oh uh, man, hung up on us. Tough time to hang up on us. don't you love technology you mm-hmm. Devin Kerr, oh up. man uh, yeah, you <laughs> yeah. yeah. As as gets.
2: gets me to answer a question then bails uh, yeah. well played yeah.
4: this is what happens when you don't pay your bills or you don't get paid to do a job sorry <laughs> <laughs>
2: Fair enough. You guys, you guys think I'm out there making money. I'm, I'm just doing the song
3: and dance with a little, <laughs> a little cup in front of me. No one throws any coins in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah.
2: San Diego, why San Diego? Uh, I, I, there's a few players that I've had there um, before as a, as a coach uh, that I have a lot of respect for. Uh, obviously, Jack Blake, Charlie Adams. Um, and then, uh, you know, there's a couple players there that – um I've I've followed here for for quite a long time now that I think are good pieces, so uh, that'd probably be the team. I have a lot of respect for Landon as well, as you know. So. All right, here we go. Let's change it up. If you weren't coaching,
4: what would your first career choice be outside of the beautiful game?
2: So okay, so okay. Oh, that's you know what? You're not gonna believe me here, um, but. Don't say, I, would, don't
3: say
2: so. I <laughs> <laughs> There it was We almost got through There's only two questions left We almost got through it
3: <laughs>
2: You know what? I would want to be a teacher That's what I would want to do But not what you're doing what, right now? Now what sub? Well, it's part of it Yeah, exactly yeah. It's part of it Now what subject? That's a whole other ball game But what I would say is I think our teachers are extremely underappreciated And when I think back And you think about other than your parents who help mold you into the people that you are it's the parents that or i'm sorry it's the the teachers that you have from i totally whatever, agree with that one five years old to, to 17 18 so i would love to be that that would be my answer
4: i'll tell you what man i'll be as aside between all
2: of us that's a fantastic answer man nice i feel like
4: that's the perfect representation of Louisville little fans haven't got the opportunity to experience you firsthand or get deep down into your psyche, that's the Danny Cruz that you want right there because he's a great person on and off the field
2: always. I respect that a lot, man, well, truly. I appreciate it, brother. I really do. Um, if you could
4: start a USL franchise right now in any city that doesn't currently have a team, where would it be?
2: Uh, US uh, League One and Championship, meaning one that doesn't have a, a League One team in either. Order.
4: I just gonna say championship, but I think League One adds a little fuel to the fire, so you can pick pick your poison—either League One or championship.
2: If I could start one anywhere that doesn't have one, oh man! You know what?
3: Jeffersonville said they would open. Jeffersonville, yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah.
2: I think I I'd like to. I th- I still think uh, not north, uh, not northwest, but. I, I don't even know what ge- geographically, what it would count as, but I think there's some, some areas north, you know, like the Idaho, Montana, like those, those kind of areas. I think it's important. I think there's a lot of talent. Uh, there's more talent up there than people give credit for, number one. And number two, I think it's important from the community that we continue to, to get like into that area of the, of the country, you know? Cause correct me if I'm wrong, like up in that part of the map, there's not much up there, correct? If you no, if you if you start yeah, coming know, east I mean, Forward Madison, right? And that's about it. Right, right. And look at that, right? Look at yeah. what they've done up there. Like it's pretty amazing, you know. And I uh my former coach is actually the manager there now, I believe, in Carl Craig, correct? Yeah. Uh, at Forward Madison? Yeah, and and uh, you know, you would I I would assume you would wouldn't think it would have taken off the way that it has up in Madison, but I think there's some areas up there that that certainly could get uh, um, you know, help out with the community and, and there will be real interest you know, for me.
0: So Devin, since we have got you on the phone here, you've been very gracious to jump on just out of nowhere, just a quick text, and like always, you're on the spot for the people. I'm here for it. That's right. So give me your hot take right now, what we've seen so far, just uh, you know, who, do you, who surprised you in the east and who surprised you in the west? Well, i tell you who surprised me in the East. The
4: Louisville losing to Birmingham. What kind of crap was that, Danny?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, really hoping that he cuts that, that out.
3: That frickin' referee, I swear <laughs> to God.
2: <laughs> no, you know what? Um, I'll tell you what. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an answer
4: in the East that isn't a team that people are going to go, wow, he's looking at them. And I, and I don't necessarily think they might win it, but I'm actually very impressed at what <laughs> Lee Veedman's been able to do in the turnaround at OKC. That's you know that's an area where they're not a team that's going to blow you off the park. You know, tactically, you know, Danny and I have had a lot of conversations about them. You know, the adjustments that they've made over the course of the season probably started in the loss at Louisville due to injury. And I think that given the circumstance, what they've dealt with over the past probably 24 to 36 months, not COVID-related, they've done a good job over the past couple of weeks getting things going. And and I'm curious to see if they can make it into the playoffs because I don't. I don't know if that team has enough to really make a run and, and take this thing down I can tell you this I don't think they have enough however I do think they're a team that given the confidence that has been inspired in them over the past couple of weeks even though the consistency isn't fully there yet they're still right there you know and, and a conference that does have some quality it's it's not the mountain it's not the Atlantic there's no secret in that but it's a team that's turned things around and I want to know what Miami FC is going to be I want to know if, you know, they're one loss in the last, I believe it's 13. I think they're 8-1 and 3. All right, so 12. We know my math is not that great.
1: Um,
4: <laughs> but one loss in the last 12. It, I still watch them sometimes, and I wonder, is this their true identity? Because I, I see them start to shift and show us different things, but can they show you different things when it matters most? You know, if, if things aren't going well in a game, can you turn around in the 25th minute, and then when a really good team, when a, t- when a rowdy's, when a Louisville is thrown in your face and they make you change, can you adjust? Because I see them adjust from game to game, which is showing the quality in their results, but I don't necessarily see them adjust a lot in-game. And I think Paul Gleash has a very good squad, but can they do it come playoff time? Because they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, it, it's going to happen. So when they get into the playoffs and, you know, Forrest Lasso starts stepping off from the back line, presses into the middle, pulls some of those midfielders out, and then dinks 130 yards up over the top, how do you react? See if that
0: happens and, and what goes on there. It's fantastic. Uh, so, I'm going to, do you have any questions for Devin? I mean, he's always peppering you with questions. Do you have anything for Devin?
2: No, you already you hit him on the spot and he did such a great yeah. job. Oh, first of all, I do want to congratulate you because I read, okay. I think I read, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you're doing, uh, is it play uh, color or play by play in the ACC? Is that what it is? No, I
4: got it. Yeah, they were they were kind enough to take the leash off and let like, him
2: wander into the, the backyard a little bit more. Well, congrac- and, uh, con- um, congratulations, yeah. my friend. That's amazing, and certainly uh, certainly a good hire by them, no doubt about it. Um, I would I would let I will add with OKC the other thing. I think four of their last ten, I think four or five of their last ten are at home, and I'll tell you, difficult place go difficult place to to get results and the one thing you and i have talked about is there's so much more organized uh under lee which i have a ton of respect for for sure um so i think that's a good shout uh on on your on your part now what about what about the west yeah um in terms
4: of surprises yeah I'm a little bit surprised, to be honest, that RGV is is struggling as much as they are right now. Uh, in terms of their actual playing style, if you looked at the roster, Wilma Cabrera was successful in USL for so long, well, for so long, when he was here. And if you looked at their roster at the beginning of the season, you'd be a fool not to bet for them. A lot of people still bet against them. I wasn't going to throw my name in that pot. There's just, there's too much quality there. So I'm a little surprised at the lack of results recently. Mm-hmm. Um. I'd like to see them turn it around. And I'm actually, I'm a little surprised, to be honest, that Tacoma has stayed where they're at for so long. They went on a nice little run, picking teams off left and right, you know, unbeaten at home basically. And I'm a little surprised that they're still right there. I think the other thing is too, and it's not hard to figure out. Funny how in the West I'm talking about teams that are kind of on the downslide outside of Tacoma, but I'm a little surprised with Sacramento. Republic. Mark Drake's I, I value him as a person, as a coach. I think mean, he's a consummate professional, both on and off the field. And he put together a decent roster. The problem is is his depth really hasn't been there for him all season. He's had injuries. I mean, they just got Malik Foster back, who was their bin signing back in December two weeks ago. You know, so not having depth, not really having a true number nine, the, the Loney and Quayo is gonna be a nice addition to their team. And um yeah, I, I think that, that that's a team actually that if that team picks up momentum, gets healthy, they'll have the depth. That's the team that down the stretch could make a run and then really turn some heads and knock some people off.
2: Sacramento or Tacoma? Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah, I'm not drinking that Tacoma line much longer. You know that, man. Come on, dude. <laughs> it's it's- I, time, I've you know, seen I've yeah. seen them play more than and then it's probably a surprise how many times I've seen them play. But uh, every week, I, every time that I see them, I I do walk away pretty impressed with some of those young guys. I'll tell you what. Yeah, they just dude, they're not
4: they're not deep, man. They, if if you had everybody that he expects to have and they're healthy and they're fit, which week you make the argument for a bunch of teams? Um, they're, they're right there, yeah. but again, he still, as we're talking right now, has not had the opportunity for a full team selection and we're approaching the back end of the season. No. I mean, come on, man, like what, what's someone going to do that, right? It's like, it's kind of like the Braden thing in Orange County. I actually value a lot of their roster and what they've done. And look, they lost Adam John, Seth Kisiply, Enivoltson, and Darwin Jones, for the first 12 weeks of the season, Jones coming back has still only played four games. Andy Volton just came back for the final 10 minutes against the Charleston Battery. Seth gets simply supposedly on his way back. I mean, how many, or excuse me, how many striker options are you going to remove before they can actually go get results? I mean, there's only so much a coach can do.
3: So, Devin, when are you going to be back in Neville? Uh. Oh really? That long, huh? Supposedly November 28th at 8:30 at night is a really nice place to be there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're planning on it. Um,
4: but I don't know. I don't know. They, they took us off the road. We're not traveling anymore. Even even the ACC ESPN games, which Danny appreciate the shout out and, and very very kind words. We're we're doing
3: them from home. We're not going anywhere, man. Okay. All right. Okay. So uh, um, when are you going to be on the um, on, in the house again?
0: Yeah. Do you have the game Friday? Do you have the game Friday? I do not have the game Friday. The next time I see you guys will be the
2: Hartford match. And do I have stories about that one? Oh, yeah. That's for off the air, though. <laughs> <laughs> Fair the, enough.
3: Fired stories, by the way. <laughs> Devin,
0: Promise you. We really appreciate you jumping on. Last-second text. I can hear the kid in the background and all this stuff. So thanks for doing it, brother. We always appreciate Thank you, Devin. the work that you do. Also the shout outs for the stadium, the club, the city. Uh, your name, your name, your name, your name, your
3: name so. And Scous's house really appreciates all the shout outs that you and um, Mike Watts give us on the um, on the commentaries. Yeah, anytime guys just uh
4: much for continuing to put out a quality product and apologize for the noise in the background my kid's excited he just got a, a
1: chair package from Danny they wear the same clothes size <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> it's crazy that uh he's losing yeah. service right now pal thanks so much See <laughs> <laughs> very good <laughs> well I like played, that well
3: played <laughs> so, uh,
0: yeah kind of a last second little message so I, so I just messaged him and I, I said you know I got Danny on here and I didn't think about it it's kind of last second like most things in life and uh, he sends me all these questions. I'm like, how did you think of these five questions that fast? That shows why he's on the
2: air. That's awesome. And
0: all yeah. That, and yeah, so big kudos to Devin. Uh, yeah, like you said, that was a good shout for the ACC job there. Uh, probably one of the most knowledgeable guys in the game. Yeah he's, yeah, he's really good at what he does. And did you know he's, he's a Liverpool supporter too? He's a, he's a Liverpool supporter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah see? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
3: Yeah, of course. Yeah. have to. Knowledgeable. Yeah, very knowledgeable.
0: <laughs> and while all that was going on, we had somebody that came in here and thought that the bar was open. Because yeah, because we're having a good
3: time, and everyone's laughing, and they thought that the place was open, so they uh, started piling in. How's my buddy Santiago?
2: Santi's good. He had a tough uh, tough uh, surgery a couple of weeks ago, um, but he's he's doing a good job. He's, yeah. Uh, yeah, scariest moment of my life, that's for sure, but we're, yeah. we're proud of him. Got through it like a champ. Good,
3: good, good. Yeah. It's because, um, you know, uh, Brittany and uh, Santiago come down and visit Scouser's house on a regular basis, so... Uh, than one of the uh, the regular faces in there. Uh, they
2: love uh, the they love yeah. Scouse's house. My wife always comes <laughs> home right after it, and normally my aunt and uncle, um, when they're in town, they love being over there. Yeah, they're always
3: welcome, and um, you know, send a message to Brittany that um, if she wants to come over, just let him go. You can run up and down there, and you know, with this, a uh, how many do you think in there? Two, three thousand of the. Uh, Moms and dads and everything, oh right yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. yeah. oh yeah. We can all babysit. No, no doubt about it. She all right. She,
2: she could oh use man. the help. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I feel sorry
3: for her sometimes. Because she's, you know, she's carrying Santiago up and down, up and down, and uh. I say, "Man, just let him down." It's just.
2: That's it. I'm yeah. gonna let her know. I'll yeah. let her know right when I get home. That's for sure. Okay.
3: Yeah. All right. You do that. Yeah.
0: yeah so. And so we do have the kids' club that's coming up soon. That's been announced by the club. That yep. Uh, absolutely. We're we'll sponsoring that over in Scouse's house. We don't really know what we're gonna do or how we're gonna do it yet, but we'll just. Pick up the pieces and sort it out. So kids yeah, yeah. are always welcome, but now uh-huh. it's being officially picked up by the club, which I love. Uh, the kids, I think they get like There's two different levels of it, where they get like a T-shirt, they get some special game packages. Patrick, do you do anything about it?
1: I don't, but nope. I need to learn more because I've well, you got I've a kid, you got kids. two kids.
0: Yeah. yeah, now you
3: got a five-year-old that I think qualifies for that. Oh, he yeah.
1: loves the games; he's a huge fan. And he's uh, made as many as I have in the last
3: couple of weeks. Y- you know, the nice thing about Scouser's House is we're right there on the on the pitch, so if you want your kid to have a, a front row seat, um, right behind the goal um that's the place to be and um i'll give kudos to all of the players both on um louisville city and racing louisville is once the game is over um th- nearly every one of the, the team members comes around and takes time out with the kids on the uh the front row you know signing s- 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 shit and d- doing it. it is you know they d- you know instead of just running off the pitch and um you know that's the last you see them you know that they, they all come down and they they spend time with the, with the kids on the uh on the rail you know uh thanking them for coming so it's about means a, means uh a lot to the kids down there
0: danny any parting shots for anything that you've got buddy nah, you, you've, you've been very
2: gracious appreciate you guys yeah. having me here. i don't know that's you like guys are tired you just got back today what's that
3: when did you get back today yesterday yesterday yeah, so i yeah, we
2: went, uh, went out I had training today but i'm really happy that you know Got to come in. I'm certainly gonna try to make it in a yeah. little bit more. No so d- you know it.
3: why you call it the Melwood Tavern, right? No, I don't yet. Yeah, I just because got a
2: brief history lesson, which yeah, yeah. I honestly Th- that, that that's that's awesome. because Liverpool
3: used to play in Melwood. Used to used to have train on Melwood. That's why right? Yeah. It's an amazing coincidence. It's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 because it's Melwood Road right here. See, and Liverpool used to have train at Melwood. One oh, too many L's here. Yeah, one too many L's. One too many L's. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Patrick, uh, Friday night, what time are we going to be here?
1: Friday night, happy hour, pre-party for the Loose City game. We'll be pulling for you. That's awesome. And then uh yeah. long road trip for you guys all through September. So uh, find a local pub, hit Saints, hit Molly's, come visit us and cheer for Loose City. Yeah. Awesome.
3: yeah, get in there with the local businesses and give them your, your support because, um, you know, they need it. So just get out to the pub. Always. All right.
0: Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Good night. Good night.